0: We are Maria and Nicole. We're two secular homeschooling moms that have been been there, there, done that.
1: Congratulations. You've made the big decision to homeschool. And now the question on everyone's mind is which curriculum should you choose? Choosing curricula is one of the things that tends to overwhelm, panic and stress everyone out. And it can be one of the hardest things during this process. Today on episode 27, we're going to lay out seven simple steps to help you choose just the right curriculum that works for your entire family. And as
0: usual, we want to stress that our podcast is an inclusive space for your everyday parents that are looking for education options. We are not here to convince you to homeschool. Uh, We want to stress that you need to do what works for your child and for your family. Every family is different. Absolutely, and you know your children best, so uh, feel free to take what advice or information you get from here that works for you, and chuck the
1: rest. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Maria. Thank you so much for coming later. I had a plumbing situation. Oh, no. What's going on? Oh, my house was built in the late 70s, and I have chronic, I have cast iron pipes, And I have chronic clogging and I have to have it. So now they want to quote me for replacing all of them. I I heard somewhere around the ballpark of (gasps) $50,000. Like replacing the whole house? The whole house. Oh, my God. But first I had to get all my lines cleaned out first. So which they have to do a high pressure thing, which is like 500 bucks. Oh,
0: my gosh. A bunch of my neighbors have had to do the section between their house and the city line or something. Oh, yeah. That I guess is quite common. But didn't you
1: already do that? It's chronic. So I have to get it snaked out several times Uh. a year, every year. So this is kind of like one of those things. I'm like, how much do I want to spend on more long-term solutions? So it's so frustrating. Oh, my word. That sounds... Terrible. Yeah. Cast iron and water. I don't know what they were thinking. I don't think they even do that anymore on modern houses. No. Like, isn't everything like PVC? Yeah, I think so. Oh, my gosh. That's a nightmare. So everything good with you? You're about to go out of town. So I'm glad you're here to record. Yes.
0: yes. Well, let's get this <laughs> knocked out. Because I always have, uh, you know, I have big plans that I'm in all my downtime on my trip, I'm going to keep up and like have the next one ready. Yeah, but thank goodness I'm for like, technology.
1: We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do it before I go. <laughs> yeah, we can plan all our episodes as, as we don't have to be in the same space. But right. recording we are. I know some yeah. people record in two different locations. We haven't mastered. that. I
0: know. So I was watching a TikTok last night of these people that They were doing a video of their recording, and the girl is literally laying on her couch like under a blanket with just the (laughs) thing next to her, and I was like, oh, when? how can we get to that? Oh, yeah.
1: no, (laughs) I don't even do well sitting. Like, I have to walk while I think, so you know I do much better if I'm pacing while i talk. Well, and we can't have a video on us. Look what we look like right now. Nobody (laughs) wants to see that. (laughs) I have tendrils coming outside my baseball cap, and you know oh my
0: gosh every time Cameron opens the door to let me in I think he's like oh (laughs) (laughs) my mom's just in there (laughs) well you and I are both still in our
1: workout stuff (laughs) we always are yeah (laughs) so yeah I did camp gladiator this morning good for you so let's get moving on today's episode so this is a really big topic for a lot of people it's on all the message boards everybody wants to know what kind of curriculum should they choose that's every question Yeah, right for sure. And as veteran homeschool moms, we understand the challenges of sifting through the myriad of curriculum options available. There's so many. There's an overwhelming amount of options out there, and it's hard to decide just where to begin. So on today's episode, we're going to steer you towards finding the perfect program for your family without wasting a ton of time, energy, effort, and money, because nobody wants to do that. Nobody. And if you're withdrawing your
0: student from a traditional school environment, be sure to out our de-schooling episode which is a really important step that you don't want to skip if you're thinking even thinking about curriculum just absolutely yet. not and deschooling is fortunately something you can do while you're researching and deciding on curriculum so don't feel like you have to have this all planned out in advance and leave your child in a bad environment that isn't working before withdrawing them from school you can withdraw them now and like take that
1: time too right and going online and searching homeschool curriculum is going to give you over a million results And this is why you want to spend time figuring out what you want to teach and how you want to teach it before you even start to think about buying anything. And this is going to help you narrow down those options. Right. We often see
0: questions like, what's the best curriculum for fifth grade? Or what curriculum do you suggest for my 10-year-old? And of course, people are super keen to jump in there with suggestions right away. But those suggestions are what works for them. And before we suggest anything to you, we're going to need some more information.
1: Right, for sure. Choosing a curriculum is so personal. So take recommendations as a list of places to check out, but know that there's no such thing as the best curriculum, regardless of whatever price, especially mm-hmm. some of those free ones, because yeah. that we're going to get into that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So the best curriculum is the one that's going to fit you and your family the best.
0: Right. And before you even start down the path of choosing a curriculum, decide if you will or need to follow state curriculum outlines, do your own thing or a combination of both. You're going to consider what subjects you want to make sure you cover, like core subjects, math, reading, writing, and things you personally consider as extras and involve your child. Ask them and consider their interests and curiosities as you start this process.
1: Right. From there, you're going to want to follow the next seven steps that we laid out for you. This is going to really help you narrow down your choices dramatically.
0: Yeah. So step one, like I was saying, you're going to check with your state requirements. The first step is to find out what your state actually requires. And note that there is often a difference between what a state requires for homeschoolers and what a state requires as public school students. And a lot of people mix those up. Sometimes these might not be the same thing at all. Yeah,
1: no, not at all. Every state has different rules for homeschooling. So it's important to research your state's homeschool laws. And to make this easier for you, we created a complete guide that lists each state's homeschool laws on our website and we summarize all this information including compulsory age and subject and testing requirements which can vary from state to state. We also link every state education department so if you want to read these laws in detail that's available for you. We even highlight some of the easiest states to homeschool like where we live here in Texas. And don't worry if your state has a stricter rule because there are some that are pretty strict with testing requirements and such. Because remember that homeschooling is legal in all 50 states and you absolutely are within your rights to do this. Yes, in some states, homeschool students may need to track
0: attendance or hours. You might have to keep certain kinds of documentation of work completed. Students may be required to take standardized tests or complete evaluations or provide documentation of meeting certain standards.
1: Right, so yeah, knowing your state's requirements is going to help you choose the right curriculum, and you want to strike a balance between what your state expects and what works best for you and your family. Remember, you do have the freedom to tailor and individualize this, and this is is one of my favorite things about homeschooling you totally got this so step number two determine your homeschool style and philosophy So, to
0: determine your homeschool style and philosophy, it's important to understand your core beliefs and your values regarding education. This is really going to help you determine your homeschooling philosophy, which is closely tied to why you've chosen to homeschool your family. A lot of times, you know, homeschoolers are not on the same page here. Like, some of us might be homeschooling for completely opposite reasons as other people homeschool.
1: Right. We've covered that on different episodes in the past because it's such a huge variety and range of homeschoolers, much more broad than you would find in a typical. You know, state or public yeah, school. We definitely don't fit a box. Yeah. When choosing a curriculum, you need to find one that aligns with your philosophy and your values. So, what is your worldview? And here are some of the points that you might want to consider Do you want a secular or non religious curriculum? You may prefer a curriculum that focuses on academic subjects without any specific religious influence. And secular curriculum is designed to provide a neutral educational experience free from any particular religious worldview. And there's a lot of reasons why people choose this. And you probably be surprised that even a lot of religious families do choose a secular curriculum. There are so many different types of faiths and religions and often the creators and the programs don't align with a family's beliefs and these families typically choose a curriculum without religion and then teach their moral ethical or religious values outside of the curriculum exactly now some people might want a faith-based curriculum
0: and um, if incorporating your religious beliefs into every aspect of your child's education is important to you you may opt for a faith-based curriculum Uh, these curricula integrate religious teachings and values into the academic subjects and You know, each family is going to have unique preferences and approaches to homeschooling. So we're gonna talk now about some of the
1: different homeschooling styles. Right, there are quite a range of different styles. Uh, The first one that we're gonna cover is traditional homeschooling, and that's gonna follow a structured and more formal education model, similar to what you would find in traditional or public schools. And traditional homeschooling would typically involve textbooks, workbooks, and teacher-led instruction. They usually focus on following a predetermined curriculum and meeting specific learning objectives. So it's a little more rigid.
0: Yeah, another homeschooling philosophy is called classical homeschooling. Classical homeschooling draws inspiration from ancient Greek and Roman educational methods. It emphasizes the development of critical thinking, logic, and rhetorical skills. And it also is going to follow a three-stage model known
1: as the trivium, which is a grammar, logic, and rhetoric stage. Right, and then we move on to Charlotte Mason style, which you and I are both fans of, and that mm-hmm. focuses on living books, nature study, and the development of good habits. And Charlotte Mason values a broad and liberal arts education. It incorporates subjects like literature and art and music and nature. It utilizes narration and short lessons as common practices. Another common style is Montessori homeschooling. This
0: emphasizes hands-on learning and self-paced exploration. It provides a prepared environment with carefully selected materials that promote independence. It focuses on sensory
1: experiences, practical life skills, and individualized learning. And then we move on to Waldorf homeschooling, which emphasizes a holistic approach to education. It nurtures imagination, creativity, and emotional development. Waldorf also incorporates artistic activities, a lot of storytelling, a lot of crafts and rhythm into the daily lessons. And it typically discourages the use of electronic media, especially in those early years. There's also unit studies, which are sometimes also called problem
0: or project-based learning. I love that. Yeah. Unit studies integrates multiple subjects into like a themed unit of study. It explores a specific topic or concept across various
1: disciplines. And it allows for an in-depth and comprehensive exploration of a subject. These are really fun to do with those younger years, like when your kid's into dinosaurs or something really big, you know, those younger years, they really get hyper-focused on one thing. Right, right. Unit studies are fun at that age. There's also eclectic homeschooling, and that typically combines various approaches and resources to create a more customized learning experience. And it allows families to pick and choose from different methods or different styles and curriculum materials. Eclectic homeschooling offers flexibility and adaptability in designing a personalized education.
0: Yeah, I think probably most people end up being somewhat eclectic homeschoolers. Like, even though we say that we're like firmly in the Charlotte Mason camp, we've
1: definitely explored a lot of these different things that I. Absolutely. I think that most homeschoolers I know, I don't really know anybody that just does one thing. Because even if you buy a box curriculum, it, you know, oftentimes you are incorporating different aspects of other things to kind of help concrete some of the concepts that you're learning or.
0: Yeah, so there's also what's called relaxed homeschooling and that is a philosophy in itself it takes a laid-back and flexible approach to learning focuses on creating a low stress environment and allowing children to learn at more of their own pace and it emphasizes fostering a love of learning rather than adhering to a strict schedule or curriculum
1: and then we move on to something that's along that same line which is unschooling and that emphasizes child-led learning and natural curiosity and unschooling encourages children to explore their interests and learn through real life experiences. And with unschooling learning happens organically through everyday activities and self-directed exploration. And this is not to be confused with deschooling, right what we talked about because this is actually a homeschool philosophy. Yeah, it's actually unschoolers would consider it more of a
0: whole lifestyle. right. Un- unschooling's it, its own thing. Lastly, we kind of put this in here. We're not going to talk about this a lot, but online schooling or outsourcing. It's not necessarily a philosophy, but more of a delivery method. Online schooling, uh, the focus is going to be on traditional skills and content, but delivered in more of a tailored way. It allows parents to be more hands-off, and this could include live online classes, asynchronous classes, video lectures, or software-based learning.
1: Right. And most homeschoolers I know are more holistic, even with any of these styles and approaches and even a combination like an eclectic approach and online schooling. And why we're not really going to talk about that a whole lot is because it doesn't allow for a lot of flexibility, which is kind of one of the reasons that we're homeschooling.
0: Yeah. And and there's a lot a lot of people do come on, though, and ask, like, what's the best online curricular and then they'll throw that accredited in and we're like okay you're not really looking for homeschooling you're looking for an online school right and that's kind of two different things that's just online school done at home so right
1: and remember that these descriptions provide a general overview of each homeschooling style and there can be variations and combinations of each method within each approach Feel free to explore and adapt different approaches to create a homeschooling experience that best suits your family's needs and whatever educational goals that you lay out.
0: Right, and some people start off with one method and totally regroup as their kids get older. Like I mentioned when we talked about eclectic homeschoolers, um, some may use a variety of methods with different children in their own home. So you know what one works for one kid might be different for another. And really, that's the whole beauty of homeschooling is that you are here to customize your experience for your student and there's no right or wrong choice when it comes to selecting a style or curriculum
1: right people often ask me so well, what curriculum do you use and i'm like well which year which kid which semester which, right <laughs> which month we morph and change and adapt as things and our needs change and the most important thing is to find a curriculum that aligns with your core beliefs your values and the preferred homeschooling style that you choose and you can create an engaging and meaningful educational experience for your children
0: so just a reminder that this is a weekly episode. We drop one every Thursday morning just for you. And if you have any additional ideas or comments, please come and comment on our Facebook page, on the episode thread, or send us an email at info at btdthomeschool.com. We'd really love to hear from you. So step three, set a budget. Setting a budget for your homeschooling materials is a really smart move. And so
1: here's some simple steps to help you stay within your budget. Decide on the maximum amount that you're willing to spend on homeschooling materials and this will help you prioritize your expenses and make informed decisions. Right. Research curriculum costs. Take the time to explore different
0: curriculum options and compare their prices. Look for affordable options that fit your budget. Check online resources, educational stores. Ask other homeschoolers for recommendations. Um, you might want to ask when common sales are. There's a couple of curriculums that go
1: on sale different times each year, so be sure to ask around for that. Right. You're going to consider additional materials and keep in mind that some curricula may require extra materials like books software, or supplies. Factor in the cost of these additional items when evaluating the overall expense of a curriculum. You also want to plan for extras. Think about
0: the other activities or resources that you want to include in your homeschooling journey, such as outside or supplemental classes, field trips, projects, or unit studies. Allocate a portion
1: of your budget for these additional experiences. You also want to use budgeting tools. Look for homeschool planners or organizers that include a detailed budget section These resources can help you keep track of your expenses and stay on top of your financial goals. We created our BTDT Homeschool Planner and Ultimate Organizer just recently. We published it and in that is an extensive budget planner to help you stay on track. As I'm planning my homeschool year, this was always a huge part of my process. And really
0: do ask around to other experienced homeschoolers about what kind of costs you can expect to incur. I'm always so surprised at the amount of people that ask this question after they've already dropped a ton of cash on a program that I've either never heard of or would never ever
1: recommend. Right, and there are plenty of affordable and effective curriculum options available, and even free resources. But at the same time, mind the old adage, you get what you pay for, I do expect to pay for the curriculum I purchased because the person who made it put work and talent into that. A lot of homeschool curriculum is written by other homeschool families, and this is how they've been able to afford homeschooling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. As we mentioned before, homeschoolers really love to help each other out and share free resources. Many local groups do curriculum swaps, and there's a lot of free homeschool resource Facebook groups. And as a matter of fact, just this week, we created a brand new Facebook group that we are co-admins. And the sole purpose of this group is to share free and low-cost homeschool resources, And unfortunately, since COVID, I've noticed a lot of my go-to groups have been completely flooded with spam, and it can be hard to sift through all of that. So we created this group, and it's not associated with BTDT Homeschool. We just happen to be the admins. It's called Homeschool Freebies and Support for Pre-K to 12. Join us and get all the goods. We're going to put the link on our show notes. And
0: remember, sticking to your budget doesn't mean compromising on quality education. By being mindful of your budget and making informed choices, you can provide a great homeschooling experience without
1: breaking the bank. Right. Okay, moving on to step four a curriculum may fit your budget and homeschool values well but that doesn't mean it's the best fit for your student
0: right every child has a unique learning style and homeschooling offers the flexibility to tailor that education accordingly schools often rely on workbooks and textbooks and traditional group teaching
1: methods but homeschooling opens up a world of alternative approaches oh yeah for sure all students are different the curriculum that works wonders for that friend's child in your homeschool group might not be what's best suited for your child And what worked well for your older child might not work well for your younger child. Maybe your oldest learned well with hands-on projects and your youngest learns great with worksheets and literature, so consider each child's unique struggles and needs before you select a curriculum. Here are some of the key points to consider that best suits your students learning needs and their preferences. Individual
0: learning needs. So take into account your students' specific learning needs, their strengths, and their weaknesses. Consider their preferred learning style, whether they learn best through visual, auditory, or hands-on methods. Also think about any specific learning challenges or areas where
1: they may need extra support or accommodations. Right. You also want to think about personal preferences. Recognize that what works for one child may not work for another, and each child has their own interests and their learning pace and their preferred method of learning. Consider their preferences for interactive activities, group work, or possibly even independent study. You also want to consider their age and developmental stage.
0: Keep in mind that what was effective for an older sibling may not be the best fit for a younger one and that all kids mature at very different ages and rates. Right. You also want to consider age-appropriate materials and activities that align with your student's developmental age. I had a friend who never let her kids read books with characters that were older than her kids were at the time. Yeah, I remember you said that. that I think I talked about that in our reading thing. Right. Um, You also want to adapt the curriculum to match their readiness and abilities, obviously.
1: Right. And you also want to think about their learning style. Okay, so, Nicole, you touched on this a second ago, but first there's visual learners and these students benefit from visual aids, diagrams and illustrations to understand and retain information. And then auditory learners are students that learn best through listening and verbal explanations and discussions. They do really well being read to or listening to books on tape in the car. And then there's kinesthetic learners. And these students learn by doing and engaging in hands-on activities and experiments and physical movement. My youngest is definitely in this category. I remember when we were learning our multiplication tables and I would take sidewalk chalk and put them in the driveway and then I would call out a problem and he would scoot on his scooter over to the correct answer. So (laughs) things like that, you can get really creative. And I love that about homeschooling. Yeah. And as always,
0: we stress flexibility and adaptability. Remember that homeschooling allows you the flexibility to tailor a curriculum to meet your students' needs, but you always want to be open to adjusting and
1: customizing curriculum as you go based on your students' progress and feedback. And by considering your students' unique struggles, their needs, and their preferences, you can select a curriculum that's going to be engaging and really effective and suited for their individual learning journey. Don't be afraid to explore different resources and experiment with various approaches and adapt the curriculum to create a more personalized learning experience that supports their growth and their success. I think that I have never bought a curriculum and I used it to the T, and I don't know anybody who has. We're always adapting and moving moving on from subjects or from concepts that they've mastered. So you don't always have to follow everything perfectly that you do get.
0: Absolutely not. You can totally make it your own for sure. Use it as a jumping off point. Right. So step number five, determine your level of involvement. Some curriculum options provide detailed lesson plans and do most of the teaching for you, like a scripted program. You can supervise and offer support as needed, where other options are going to give you more freedom to teach in your own way while providing just a very basic overview of concepts. There are also options that fall somewhere in between, like allowing you to customize your teaching approach all over the page.
1: Right, and when it comes to choosing what you want to use, it's important to think about your level of involvement and that amount of time that you're going to dedicate to the teaching. You may be a single mom like me and don't have a lot of time to devote or want to be extremely hands-on learning right alongside your child, and here are some of those helpful considerations that is going to guide your decision. Time dedication is most important.
0: Consider how much time you're available for homeschooling, especially if you have other commitments or you work from home. Um, If you're juggling multiple children and working full time, you may prefer a curriculum that requires less instructor involvement or is more self-directed. If you do have more time to dedicate to one-on-one instruction, you may opt for a program that requires more hands-on teaching.
1: And sometimes a lot of people want to make their very young student, like a five or six year old, super independent. And that's just not developmentally appropriate. So you have to consider their age and maturity level when you're considering these things. I know.
0: I always see people ask that. They're like, oh, well, you know, he won't do the work when I'm you know, at work and need it done. And I'm like, well, how old is he? And they're like 10. Like, okay, well, I don't really expect independent work from a 10
1: year old. Right. I actually had somebody just the other day on they had a six year old, and all they wanted to do was find a curriculum that they can do themselves for six oh. hours while the parent <laughs> works from home in the other room. And I'm thinking they're six, public school might be a better option for them. Because right. they do need that interaction. Or something that, that
0: they have. I mean, sometimes even my 14-year-old doesn't want to do stuff by herself. So <laughs> yeah, like, my... sometimes I'm there with her. She's 15. Oh, or however old. She a lot had of... a birthday. I have a lot of kids, Maria. <laughs> can't keep track of everybody's names and ages. <laughs>
1: Okay, remember the goal is to find a curriculum that's going to fit in your unique situation and allows you to create an effective and enjoyable learning experience for everyone in that household. Don't feel overwhelmed by the options. There are plenty of resources available to help you make the right choice. You need to trust yourself and consider what works best for your entire family and your schedule and the teaching style that you choose. Right. So moving on to step six, methodology
0: mastery approach, which is where you work on a particular set of skills until you've mastered them or spiral different skills are worked on at the same time, but continuously circled back to as you slowly build abilities are two different kinds of methodology. Do you want a teacher-directed instruction or student exploration? Those are also two different kinds. And like identifying your homeschool philosophy, understanding your teaching methodology is also crucial.
1: One of the things that's most important to remember when considering the teaching method is the match between the student, the teacher, and the subject. Research has shown that students with a learning disability benefit from teacher-directed or error-minimized mastery instruction. Science often lends itself to more discovery
0: in the structure of lessons, allowing for student exploration with a spiral review of needed supporting concepts.
1: Right, and as students mature, they often need less structure and thrive off of a more self-directed exploratory learning Many students find that hands-on learning to be the most engaging, but some others find it confusing and overwhelming if too many projects and too much going on at that same time. My kids love that.
0: Yeah. I mean, really, the list could go on forever. Reflect on the subjects or topics that you feel confident teaching and then recognize the areas where you may not feel as comfortable or knowledgeable.
1: And if there are subjects or topics that you lack confidence in teaching, look for a curriculum that provides ample instructor support. Choose a program that offers clear explanations or teacher guides, instructional videos, or additional resources to assist you in teaching those subjects.
0: Also consider outsourcing. Local brick and mortar, tutor, online. If you feel less confident in certain subjects, you may want to explore other options that are specifically designed to teach those. Online platforms or tutors can provide expert instruction or guidance in areas where you may need extra support. Many communities now offer local brick and mortar a la carte classes. We've done this through the years a lot. Remember, it's completely normal to have strengths and weaknesses when it comes to teaching different subjects. We're, We're not expected to be experts in everything. The key is to find a curriculum that aligns with your comfort level and provides the necessary resources to support your teaching journey. And with the right curriculum and additional support, you can confidently guide your child's learning and ensure a well-rounded education.
1: Right. And over the years, there's been some things that I taught that I didn't feel super confident. But as we read and went through the curriculum, I I actually learned right alongside my kids. So that's an option that a lot of parents choose to do. Absolutely. And I'm smarter and better for it. Oh, yeah, we're learning every day. And after you finish listening to this episode, be sure to visit our website. We're going to write up all of the show notes and have links to everything that we're talking about. So it's just really easy for you to access and reference. Every week, I like to create free resources that complement that episode. So be sure to sign up to our newsletter so you don't miss any of that exclusive content. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, we would love it if you went out there and gave us a thumbs up or even comment on the episode thread. Moving on to step seven, research and try before you buy. Research and read reviews. Look for curriculum reviews from trusted sources such as homeschooling websites, blogs, and forums. Read testimonials from other homeschooling parents to gain insights into how well a particular curriculum worked for them. YouTube is really great for this. You can almost find any sort of review for every curriculum on YouTube. Go to KathyDuffyReviews.com to review curriculums too. And there you can break it down. And she has a huge extensive database. You can even choose whether you're looking for secular, non-secular, or spiral, or more, everything. Yeah, she's got lots
0: of good categories.
1: Also, we're planning right here on future episodes. Nicole and I are going to be doing some curriculum unboxing, so you'll be able to see up close as we look through the pages of a variety of resources.
0: Um, Also explore educational resources beyond traditional textbooks, such as novels, board games, documentaries, museums, local theater or nonfiction books, do-it-yourself projects, online courses, movies, Legos encyclopedias and more so much (laughs) i could go on forever the possibilities are just endless but think about the activities that your child enjoys in their free time and then find ways to
1: integrate their learning style and interests into academic subjects right we talked about doing the minecraft and building all i remember my kids when we were doing ancient egypt they built a bunch of pyramids in minecraft absolutely you can bring it anywhere When researching curriculum, you can also sample lessons. You can do this by viewing them online on the supplier's website, and you can often see sample lessons and reviews on YouTube, like I said. This will give you a glimpse of the teaching style, the content, and the overall structure of the curriculum. And if samples aren't readily available, don't hesitate to contact the curriculum supplier and ask if they can provide you with a sample lesson page, either digitally or through the mail. Getting a first-hand look at the curriculum will help you assess whether it aligns with your teaching style and your child's learning preferences. And another
0: valuable resource is the homeschooling community. Reach out to local homeschoolers. Ask if anyone is currently using the curriculum you're interested in. I mean, we say it all the time. Homeschoolers are, you know, infamous for helping each other out. So reach out and ask. Uh, somebody may be willing to share their experiences or allow you to, like, come over and dig through their stuff in person. It's nice. And connecting with other homeschoolers through forums or social media groups can also provide you with insights and recommendations based on firsthand experiences. Experiences and like I'm you know a longtime lover of online forums and you know I have all these uh, my family makes fun of me that I have all these good friends that I've never actually met but you know just like um, if you do Goodreads you know sometimes you'll read somebody's review and you're like oh they sound like me and then you go and look and they like all the same books you do so you find I have all these like homeschooling moms that I know oh oh, if she said that then I know I'm gonna like that because I know her (laughs) style or you know things like that it's kind of funny or I know if she's already answered a question i don't have to bother because i was going to say the same thing anyway
1: <laughs> that's true there's so many times that i've met up with moms for play days just to look at the curriculum and let the kids play oh for sure it happens for sure. all the time so once you have access to sample lessons and insights from the homeschooling community it's time to test drive the curriculum with your child by working through a few lessons together you're going to assess how well it works and engages your child whether it meets their specific needs Pay attention to their level of interest, their comprehension, and enjoyment during the lesson. If you've unenrolled your student recently,
0: do give time to de-school. De-school. There's a really good chance that if you've just pulled them out of school, there's not going to be a curriculum on this planet that is going to engage them, okay? You've got it. You're starting over fresh. They need to decompress from the environment that you just pulled them out of that potentially killed some of their love for learning. So this is why it's really important not
1: to skip that de-school step right everything's laid out on that episode if you don't want to listen to it please at least go read through the show notes because we lay it out there for you Choosing curriculum looks different at all ages and stages, and it's important to know that a child's biological age doesn't always correlate with their readiness and their ability to comprehend a concept or to develop a skill. So we're going to kind of break down different ages and kind of like what you want to look at as a whole. So typically from ages two to six. I know two is very young. It's kind of pre-pre school. But we we get a lot of questions. We get a lot of questions for people because they want to start and their children are eager to learn but really at those ages it's all about learning through life and play this age range is ideal to pick some simple goals things like life skills language development large and fine motor skills like climbing the playground and some basic ones like how to hold a crayon this age should be non-pressure non-stress for learning everything can be learned via play this can also be the start of early academic goals such as
0: learning to recognize letters and sounds or understanding and recognizing numbers up to five another goal might be to learn how to print their name uh, this age group is also the perfect time to have goals that are set around easy chores like emptying dishwasher and cleaning up toys or putting laundry away you know all those just regular good habits right. be sure to check out our preschool and learn to read episodes where we get a lot of tips and free resources for those
1: early years and people say pre. School. I mean, really, they think four and under. But really, this everything from the episode kind of covers a five and six year olds right, too. It's kind of right. the same things. But you may want to just add a reading program for some sure. of those children that are ready for that. Then we're going to move on to elementary learners and elementary age homeschoolers are learning foundational skills in core subjects like reading writing and mathematics in language arts they focus on phonics vocabulary grammar and writing skills reading comprehension and fluency are also essential aspects of their literacy development and in math they explore basic operations like number sense fractions geometry and measurement We actually have an entire blog post specifically devoted to math games, which I've always loved to incorporate. I think we have like 45 math games to learn each concept. And that's a lot of fun. Uh, Science may include more hands-on experiments and observation-based learning. And social studies is introduced to help them understand the world around them.
0: Right, and art, music, and physical education are also valued components of their education in the elementary ages. Homeschoolers at this time are encouraged to pursue their personal interests, engage in independent reading, They may also explore topics like space or dinosaurs or oceans or different subjects that capture their curiosity. And the aim is to foster a love of learning. You know how we love to say that. Um, Encourage critical thinking and develop a strong foundation for future academic pursuits.
1: Right. And if you have a middle schooler, this is a great time for fostering more independence. Middle school homeschoolers continue to build upon the foundational skills that they acquired in those elementary years while expanding their knowledge across various subjects. They explore more complex concepts and begin to develop critical thinking and analytical
0: skills. Right. Middle school homeschoolers are focused on enhancing their reading comprehension. Uh, They're engaging in literature studies and developing effective writing abilities. They're learning to solve more complex equations in math and concepts and expand their scientific knowledge and develop their understanding of scientific principles. They're also developing more of an understanding of government structures and citizenship and civic responsibilities.
1: And often they are beginning to learn a foreign language during this period and have the opportunity to explore various elective subjects based on whatever their interests are. These can include, oftentimes there's art and music. A lot of kids pick up a musical instrument at this age, uh, computer science. This is when my kids built a computer coding. physical education, health, home economics, or any other specialized subjects that allow them to pursue their passion. Right.
0: Overall, middle school homeschoolers are aiming to develop a solid academic foundation while nurturing critical thinking skills and independent learning abilities and self-motivation. They're preparing for that transition to high school by acquiring a broad knowledge base and honing their study and
1: organizational skills as well. I kind of call the middle school years freebie because it's right before you get into that kind of more rigorous high school time you can explore some fun things we did that whole year of music history and built a guitar and did all kinds of fun things exactly and then high school And, (laughs) and high school it's generally where classes get a little more specialized in general classes are divided into two sections you have your core subjects and your electives and core subjects are math science language arts and social studies Planning a general overview of the full high school experience can be helpful to organize what subjects you're going to complete when. There's also a lot more fine-tuning involved in planning high school curriculum as you really begin to focus on preparing your student for what is going to happen after high school and beyond. Our high school series is going to walk you through this entire process and go into a lot more detail than what we have time to get into on this episode. So start with making your four-year plan. Lastly, when choosing a curriculum, think about setting specific goals. For
0: example, what do you hope to achieve and what do you want your child to learn about life? What is the purpose of education? What is your ultimate goal for your child? Mine personally is to prepare them so that they could go on to do whatever they want to do later.
1: Right. There are lots of wonderful curriculums out there, but sometimes as fun as they may seem, these curricula may not help reach your goal and your goal may change based on the needs of your family. A lot of homeschoolers like to create a vision board for the year. We talked about this in our planning your school year episode. Right. Remember, finding the perfect
0: curriculum is a journey. It's okay to make adjustments along the way. If you discover the curriculum you initially chose isn't the best fit for your child, don't worry. Homeschooling grants you that flexibility to switch to a different one that better suits their learning style and needs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the key is to approach the curriculum selection process with an open mind and a willingness to try different options. By taking the time to explore different samples, seeking advice from the homeschool community, and test driving the curriculum, you're going to be able to make informed decisions that set your child up for success and a really enjoyable experience.
0: And don't get too wrapped up in what other people are doing though. Don't get FOMO looking at other people's plans and progress. Remember that you have the power to choose what works best for your family and if needed make those adjustments to ensure curriculum truly meets your child's educational
1: needs. Right. Homeschooling offers an incredible flexibility and the opportunity to tailor your child's education to whatever their individual needs and interests are. So embrace this flexibility and adapt your approach as you discover what works best for your child. Celebrate the unique experience and all the successes of your homeschooling journey together. So tune in next week for episode 38. We're going to be
0: talking about how to homeschool kindergarten. We'll talk about where to begin. What does my kindergartner need to know? What does a day in the life of a homeschool kindergartner look like? And what kind of curriculum you should use. We get this question all the time, so we do. it's pretty exciting to be able to deliver this yeah. and put this together. We're going to talk about all of that and more.
1: See you next time. Bye-bye. Cheers. Be sure to check us out on our website at btdthomeschool.com, as in been there, done that, btdthomeschool.com, You can join our mailing list and get news and updates on future podcasts and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at the BTDT, been there, done that, homeschool podcast.